Hey, it's Slowdown producer Micah. What poems have helped you slow down, have made you stop and reflect? We want you to send us your selections for a series of upcoming episodes. Head to slowdownshow.org community to submit, or go to our Instagram at slowdownshow to find out more. Hi, it's Major. This June, the U.S. Poet Laureate and former host of The Slowdown, Ada Lamone, unveiled a poem that she wrote for NASA's Europa Clipper, a poem that will be inscribed in her own hand on the side of the spacecraft set for Jupiter's water moon 1.8 billion miles away. Her work is partnered with the Message in a Bottle project, which invites anyone to have their name etched on the microchip mounted to the outside of the spacecraft. Our producer, Micah Kilbon, met with Ada in the ceremonial offices of the Poet Laureate in the Library of Congress to connect on this moment that merges science, art, and humanity. We hope you enjoyed their conversation. To listen to the full version of this interview, please visit our website at slowdownshow.org. I'm Ada Limon, and this is The Slowdown. And I'm Micah Kilbon, the producer of The Slowdown. Ada, tell me where we're sitting. We are sitting in what I like to call the Oval Office of Poetry. It is the Office of the Poet Laureate. It's in the attic of the Jefferson Building, and it overlooks the Capitol. But yeah, we're in this beautiful office that has the legacy and history of all the Poets Laureate past. One of the things I love about this room is it's a very particular color. It kind of looks like mint chip ice cream. (laughs) And it's very calming. And you're in a moment that deserves a lot of reflection. Mm. Yeah, truly. And... um. Right before we started recording, I actually got very excited to record Room Tone because, and if you don't know, Room Tone is where you just record the the silence in the room, which is, of course, not silence. It's a sound. And every room has its particular musicality, whatever that is. And um, I love it because sometimes in busy moments of my life, Room Tone is the only time I get to be quiet. (laughs) A 30-second meditation break, as I call it. Mm -hmm. Thinking more about reflection in your poem that you wrote for the Europa, what you were tasked to do is to say, what does even the act of exploration tell us about who we are as a species, but also as a society, as a humanity even? I think it's so interesting to be tasked with something so enormous. And you can, you can kind of trick yourself and be like, oh, it's just, it's this small thing, right? You can pretend it's small, but it's not. And um, I did have to trick myself a little bit into thinking it wasn't going to be seen by anyone. I had this moment where I thought, it's just going to travel into space by itself. <laughs> and that was this other thing. I was like, ooh, what would it feel just to write the poem for myself and for space, right? For Europa. And not for all of the collective 
moments. But I also think it's interesting for me to think about how with the message in the bottle campaign, getting all of these people to actually sign on to the poem, I actually kind of love that in some ways the poem becomes no longer mine. It's just all of ours Mm -hmm. and it's collective and it's communal. And that to me has a kind of power that is hard to find sometimes when you make art. And um, I like sort of dissolving behind it. I think that's something you can probably take to other work that you make is thinking of it as something that will be quite literally cast off. Mm -hmm. It won't come back. Yeah. What makes us different in so many ways than AI or anything else is that we have this sense of urgency of our life in our present moment because we are daily confronted with our mortality. And because of that, that urgency is written into the lines, right? It's written in all poems have that sense of mortality in them. And I think with this particular Europa Clipper spacecraft, it won't come back. And so there's also this moment of, oh yeah, it too is mortal in some way. That's amazing. Going back to making it small, there's the line in the poem in the last stanza that actually calls back exactly to that. Mm. It's small, invisible worlds. Small, invisible worlds. You took what is in the writing of the poem and put it within the poem in a way that says so much. Yeah. And I think that that's beautiful because the writing of the poem is much like exploration in that every part of the journey gets you to the end. Every part of the journey gets you there. It gives you like questions just lead to more questions. And that's kind of like exploration, right? You find out one thing and then you find out another thing. Like anytime we learn something, it just leads to, oh, but then what else? What else? And writing poetry is is so much like that, you know? I think every moment when I'm writing a poem, I keep asking myself, is this true? Hmm. And is this true? And then I think, oh, what else is true? I do feel like I don't necessarily get visited by poems. Um, I find them in my body. It's through listening. Through listening. Through close listening. Through room tone. <laughs> yes. We've been using the word space a lot. Mm. And I think it's a kind of a silly word. Yeah. That means many, many things by extension of meaning nothing. Yeah. I love that you're saying this because this morning when I woke up here in DC, I opened the curtains and there was a building across the street and it said space really large. And I thought, oh, what is this space thing? And then it said for rent. (laughs) (laughs) And I really made me think about the word space I really had this moment of like, oh, space for rent, you know? So, uh, so yeah, I, it is a strange word, space. It's very interesting because what is it? And I've always thought in conversation with poetry and the slowdown is that you talk a lot about how poetry has the breath built in. Mm-hmm. And in making the show, breath and silence are the same as white space on the page. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm really captivated by the broadside of the poem because the white space is dark space, Mm -hmm. which in many ways greatly reflects what it is about. Yeah. And two, that the poem is going to be engraved on the side of the craft. And an engraving is, is again, just space. Mm-hmm. It is not a text. Yeah. It's like an untext. Mm-hmm. So it, again, is reflecting pure, blank, open space. Yeah. And the engraving is in my handwriting. You know, my particular way of writing includes all sort of my own idiosyncrasies that have to do with the way that I work with speed, right? And where you need to slow down, where I need to speed up, all of that. So that also includes a sort of space. Do you think of poetry as a mystery? I do. I think of life as a mystery. I used to think that I would feel better and safer if I could figure everything out. And then sometime, probably in my mid-30s, I thought, no, I actually feel better when I surrender to mystery. And when I think, I don't know what's coming. I don't know. We can't know. And taking that breath and living with that allows for a a sense of um, strangeness Mm -hmm. that makes the world more wonderful to be in. It makes it ridiculous. It makes it fabulous. It makes it ugly, all those things. And I think um, the mystery also is where I find humor. You know, I laugh a lot. I'm a laugher. And a lot of it is just because life is so weird. It is so weird. I think that in the making of this poem, I kept trying to imagine what it would be like for the poem to travel into space, to travel 1.8 billion miles into space, to not arrive at its destination for five and a half years. And every time I envisioned it, it kept coming back to the earth, that it just kept bringing me back again and again to this planet. And every time you speak to the incredible minds at NASA, they know that this planet, planet Earth, is the very best planet, the very best planet. And that's where the poem really began to get a sense of wholeness for me. Would you like to read the poem? Poem time. It's poem time. In Praise of Mystery a poem for Europa. Arching under the night sky, inky with black expansiveness, we point to the planets we know. We pin quick wishes on stars. From Earth, we read the sky as if it is an unerring book of the universe, expert and evident. Still, there are mysteries below our sky, the whale song, the songbird singing its call in the bow of a wind-shaken tree. We are creatures of constant awe, curious at beauty, at leaf and blossom, at grief and pleasure, sun, 
and shadow. And it is not darkness that unites us, not the cold distance of space, but the offering of water. Each drop of rain, each rivulet, each pulse, each vein. Oh, second moon, we too are made of water, of vast and beckoning seas. We too are made of wonders, of great and ordinary loves, of small invisible worlds, of a need to call out through the dark. Learn more and sign your name to the poem at europa.nasa.gov. Special thanks to Vaughn Ashley Fielder, Rob Casper, the Library of Congress, and again to Ada Lamone. The Slowdown is a production of American Public Media in partnership with the Poetry Foundation. This project is also supported in part by the National Endowment for the Arts on the web at arts.gov. To get a poem delivered to you daily, go to slowdownshow.org and sign up for our newsletter. And find us on Instagram at slowdownshow. Our music is composed by Alexis Quadrado. Engineering by Josh Savajo. Our associate producer is Maria Wartell. Additional production help by Susanna Sharpless, James Napoli, Lou Barron, and Nick Ryan. Our executive producer and editor is Beth Perlman. Our executives in charge of APM Studios are Chandra Kavati, Alex Shafford, and Joanne Griffith. We all want to be our best selves, but it can be an expensive journey. From experimenting with alternative medicine. I was working with a natural, holistic nutritionist and never really thought about the cost. To splurging on fast fashion. I'm spending like all my tips. I was definitely spending like $200 a week. I'm Rima Hreis, host of Marketplace's This Is Uncomfortable. This season, we explore the cost of self-care and the real motivations behind our spending choices. Listen to This Is Uncomfortable wherever you get your podcasts.